Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Happy New Year, soldiers! I'm kicking the year off in maximum hoovering style by hoovering Biscoff, which I'd never tried before, um, from a jar, directly just with a spoon, just spooning it straight from the jar to my mouth, um, with my personal trainer, who also happens to be an extraordinary athlete, future Commonwealth weightlifter and impressive madly impressive uh, young businesswoman Nicola Stiddard um, a lot of people will be starting conversations with fitness experts today as it's the new year and I can only hope and dream that they go like this one does please may tell other people about the podcast um, you can do that by giving it a five star review subscribing to it and maybe like talking about it on the internet um, we're on all the socials as at the hoovering pod and I'm pretty blooming chatty on there when I can be if you'd like to support the podcast financially you can do that too you can just bung it a one off tenner fiver quid by going to supporter.acast.com forward slash hoovering or you can help out in a more regular way by becoming a patron 
patron. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and from as little as two quid a month you can get amazing podcast related stuff including guests, recipes, um, right through to totally exclusive content including at some point soon uh, an exclusive hoovering third birthday party secret special episode just for some of my patrons. If you feel like trying Oddbox, which is the fruit and veg box that I get that gives out wonky or rejected or surplus, it's basically, it's all perfectly brilliant and amazing though, fruit and veg that supermarkets have uh, rejected or not needed or restaurants haven't needed for one reason or other. Um, I've got a code you can use to get a tenner off your first box. Um, there's a link in the podcast notes or follow us on uh, Twitter at the Hoovering Pod and it's in the bio on there. It makes it only a few quid for your first box. Right, okay. Uh, Nicola and I met on the Zooms as is the modern way, for now, anyway, still. And I loved this conversation. It was such a refreshing one, and so I hope you do too. And once again, like, happy new year, guys. I've just bought some yesterday. Oh, you've got crunchy. Biscoff. Oh, have I accidentally gone niche before I've even ever tried the original? I think so. I think I've got <gasps> only got the original. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought they were all crunchy. No, I don't think I've got This must be like... This must be like, um, imagine if someone tried a Kit Kat Chunky, having no idea that it was originally just a Kit Kat. Yeah, have you tried um, Marmite peanut butter? Yeah, I'm a big fan yeah, of that. Yeah, me too. It's amazing. I mean, I'm a big fan of Marmite and of peanut butter, so it was, it was always going to be a pretty exciting <laughs> thing for me, the invention of that. Um, although, I don't know that I like it more than just having Marmite and peanut butter together on some toast. See, I'd never mixed it together, and I thought oh. it was—I thought it was really weird initially when someone was like, "You need to try Marmite peanut butter," and I was like, mm, "Do I really?" And then I tried it, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah." What? Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? That like, yeah. It shouldn't work, actually, but I, it depends. I don't know. I think it depends on if you like your peanut butter really sweet. Yeah. Um, you know what it doesn't work in though? It doesn't work in porridge. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh no, no, no marmite in porridge. <laughs> no. Oh no. Yeah, I just stopped and thought about it for a second. Mmm. There's so many things that Marmite's a secret winner in, like stews and stuff like that. But not porridge. No. Like normal peanut porridge... normal peanut butter in porridge is great. Fit, yeah, but... totally. Yeah. Not Marmite. I think porridge can take anything. Personally, I think porridge can take anything that's either neutral to sweet, but anything beyond neutral into savoury, fuck off. Not in porridge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I've put that. Yeah, no, you're not convinced there. Some people love salt in their porridge. Oh, no. Well, wait, careful, because once I um, had a guest on this podcast say, who would who would do that to themselves as a joke and I got some really upset emails <laughs> from people who were like I actually really like it and I was like okay you can like what you like you can eat what you like <laughs> I, of course there's going to be people that like salt in their porridge there's people that like Coca-Cola in their cereal instead of milk oh, but it's um, mm. the other one is butter on Weetabix have you tried like oh, what? dried Weetabix butter on what so i thought this was normal talk me through it i thought this was normal and then i went to university and 
I think I came in from a night out and I was like, right, Weetabix, butter on it, eating it. And my flatmate was like, Nick, what are you doing? I was like, oh, do you want some as well? She was like, no, that's not normal. But it's because my gran always did it. My gran always had butter on her Weetabix. So I just thought everyone did it, but no, apparently not. Oh my God, that's amazing. Do you still do it? I haven't had it for a while. Oh, get it, have it as a nostalgic treat in the cold yeah. first days of January. That's another one for you what to try, What a lovely try, thing. Though. Yeah, I'm definitely trying that. I'm, I'm even making a note. Write it down. <laughs> if I don't write it down, it doesn't happen. <laughs> I'm going to take yeah, a bite of Let's eat one. Am I allowed to eat yeah, this? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, please. That's the point. That's the point. No, imagine worst podcast ever. Make something delicious, then stare at it. Straight off the bat, having opened this jar of Biscoff, the smell is incredible. It's great. Oh my god! I was gonna just because. So I think there's something quite brilliant. There's something so glorious about doing a hoovering with my personal trainer and eating Biscoff out of a jar. (laughs) I didn't realise you were actually going to eat the whole thing out of the jar. Not the whole thing. I mean, it's not that kind of podcast. But I am going to try it just on a spoon to start with. I've got um, some of my oldest friends back from um, school that endorse it. Um, When we go on holidays together, even sort of well into adulthood, um, usually to France, um, we will buy like one of those pots of Nutella that's like the size of... Mm. The size of... A sort of a mouse's home yeah huge and then um and just in with spoons <laughs> that's how it's done and then you take your time over what's on the spoon but yeah oh. yeah that's not allowed oh anymore my God. you're not allowed to do that anymore aren't you because no, of covid oh yeah we can't all have oh, what if we have our own spoons and we put them on a two meter long stick <laughs> and then i tell her in the middle of the room <laughs> We will find a way, Nick. Um, <laughs> we got. Oh my god, that's so nice. Oh god, it's good. it tastes. I've never had it. I've never had it before. I don't know if the, if the crunch isn't normally there, but the crunch is amazing. I'm kind of jealous now. I mm. want the crunch. Oh god, the crunch is great. Oh, get in. Do you know what? I watched that um, Snack Masters about. Um, Kit Kats. I keep talking about Kit Kats a lot, but um, they um, they were saying how they make the fondant inside is smashed up other Kit Kats, oh. and it feels like that's what they've done here. It's obviously just smashed up Biscoff biscuits mixed in with this. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They do Biscoff Kit Kats now as well. What? Yeah, that's the thing. That feels like the sort of thing that you you've told me. But that I'll think about in a few days and go, but did I dream it or is it real? <laughs> it's a real thing, but they're, they're really hard to get hold of. Oh, are they? Think, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Well, if anybody listening has got like a secret supplier, <laughs> Let us get know. in touch with Catford. <laughs> Catford women. <laughs> Keen to know. Um, how is yours? Is it nice? You've got banana mm. and Biscoff toasty. Yeah. Good. So good. Nice. So good. <laughs> Right, we've got a lot to talk about. Oh, okay. Um, you're an extraordinary weightlifter and all-round athlete. You're also my PT. Yeah. Um, you're the founder and owner of Catford CrossFit. CrossFit and Catford, but yeah. 
CrossFit cat. But yeah, I think especially why I wanted to talk to you in January, um, because in January, um, I, for this podcast, try and talk to people who are a breath of fresh air when it comes to the enormous amount of noise there is in the world in January, telling people to do um, kind of pointless types of restriction in terms of eating that yeah. almost inevitably sort of backfire and lead to like essentially a less healthy relationship with uh, even just your hunger and fullness, just to keep yeah. it that kind of broad and, and, and judgment-free. And I think you are like, I've never known a PTB such a massive breath of fresh air. Like when we first met, I gave you my spiel. I'm so used to giving to people that I'm doing anything exercising You with. did, like, I remember just, it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, just to let you know, oh, history of eating issues and I don't want you to tell me anything to do with eating or um, what to eat, what not to eat and I'm not here to change my body. And you were like, yeah, yeah, cool, me too. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. That's nice. <laughs> good Me too. Yeah. Yeah, it's so mad though, isn't it? Because I think the majority of people have I've had personal trainers before who who fundamentally sort of heard that but then could not get it out of their mind. Yeah. But I didn't really just want to shrink. Surely you re- they were like, Yeah, 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 we'll get you a bit strong. But actually like I don't know. You don't want to look too manly, or you don't want to like. And it was like, oh, yeah. It, I think it's, a, it's heartbreaking how hard that yeah, conversation is. I think that's the difference between. So you've got fitness trainers who have just done fitness, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they don't necessarily have a sporting background. They've just yeah been to the gym, want to get fit, and then they train other people, essentially the same, right? And yeah. then you've got trainers that have like a sporting background. So people that have actually trained as an athlete who see it a little bit differently. Yeah, But actually, totally. that was part of the reason that I moved from just personal training people in like your normal commercial gym into coaching CrossFit. Yeah, I really... Because yeah. CrossFit is so functional and like you... It would be, it's a weird choice of exercise to do purely for aesthetics. Because I think there is, um, not that it doesn't change your aesthetics if you're going hard and whatever, mm. but you're, um, I think there is an element of supply and demand, in fairness. Like, I'm not rooting all my historical PTs. Like, ultimately, even, um, so, like, recently, briefly, because of um, the throes of COVID, I was in like a commercial chain gym again for a couple of training sessions and um, it was so fascinating that there were never more than two or three women in the weight section and inevitably the women in there were doing big compound exercises, deadlifting, squatting, something that was for strength for the whole body. And then we were joined by, even during the pandemic, maybe 30 men all different shapes and sizes and all of them were doing tiny little accessory movements yeah. for it, to change the way they look and it was like <laughs> two or three women in here are like getting really strong and all you boys are trying to get more defined muscles like yeah. that's how mad but it is supply and demand so I suppose the majority of people were probably coming to you as a PT going I'd like to get thin or I'd like yeah. to get muscly yeah well, as opposed got, to actually strong yeah I mean I've always loved training for like having a goal and not like an aesthetic mm. goal, but like when yeah. I was at university, I was in the rowing team. So like, you know, we were always training for a particular race. Um, yeah. And then when I finished that and moved into 
did a couple of marathons, an ultra marathon, wow. a few triathlons, and I was training for that because I always needed something to be training for. Um, yeah. And then when I started PTing at Gymbox, actually, um, yeah. and I had some amazing clients, they were brilliant. Um, mm. Gym, I've never been in a gym box. It's quite like an, is that like one of a, with quite like a nightclub yeah, vibe? Yeah, it's great. Quite trendy. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, I PT people there for about two years and I loved it. Cool. It was great. Um, but by the, oh, sort of by the end of two years and I've still got girls coming to me saying, I want to change this about me. I don't like this about me. I don't like this about me. Mm. And I was like, okay, so what do you like? Like, <laughs> give, me some, yeah. give me something positive here. Um, and you know, you want to like help people to try and change their outlook on it a little bit, but you can yeah. only do that to a certain extent. Um, so then yeah. when I moved into, when I started training CrossFit myself, I was like, this is amazing because you know, you can get, you get really, really fit. You get, yeah. you know, if you are overweight, you do lose weight doing CrossFit, but that's not the goal. The goal yeah. is that, you know, you're learning to do pull-ups, you're getting stronger, you're learning to deadlift and you're, yeah. and it's all like kind of small classes. So you can really coach everyone individually. So it's almost PT within a class environment. It's group PT, isn't basically, it? Basically, yeah. It's something that I, it's, I've never, ever been as fit as I am doing CrossFit. Yeah. You told me you hated cardio. I, do, <laughs> I, do, I hate being out of breath. <laughs> I don't hate the physical actions of cardio, apart from running, but I'm working on that. I've downloaded the 0-5K app and I've been out and it was fine. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where I, I love weightlifting and there's so much of it, so much of CrossFit is weightlifting yeah. that I love it all. And I, I can, um, I, it just makes sense that the cardio element of it just makes you better at weightlifting as well. Yeah. Exactly. I think um, it's such a funny thing. I, 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 it's, a, it's one of those kind of like really conflicting things where I think in January so many people will be feeling, uh, you know, like they want to make some kind of New Year effort to change their body. That's what the noise all around will be. Yeah. Like get thin, lose weight, now's the time, shed those Christmas pounds, um, guilty this, sin that reward this bullshit that and it all just sort of toxifies people's relationships with eating and with their body mm. but ultimately i think it is like it is it it's also possible i think i'm going to make sure i'm articulate enough about this it's also possible to just start doing an exercise for the love of it for the sheer joy yeah. that you feel it's empowering yeah and it's joyful to do i don't if for me historically the reason why my involvement in any exercise has been historically brief it's been because I've been doing it to lose weight uh-huh. to change my aesthetic and then you you might you might um, achieve change temporarily briefly but it's so faddy because and I never wanted to go nothing about the exercise ever made me want to go because I was going in a punitive way um to feel like I'd earned food exactly um and that's mad. It's mad. Whereas if you go, if you find something that brings you joy, yeah. 
And that's um, why I think and, like... And you get healthier as a byproduct in terms of fitness. Exactly. And sometimes, and I'll be honest, that the one thing about not always, you don't always lose weight. I, I think in sense that if you still are just eating for joy and for fuel and never, never being hungry, and especially if you're, I don't know, I don't know, you want to lift heavier... Mm-hmm. Then it's not. That's not part of everybody's game plan. In terms, of you. You. Can, my point is, I think it's possible to be incredibly fit without being, and still being heavy. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I also think it's important why, you know, you get some people that are like, you know, CrossFit's the best. Everyone has to do CrossFit. And then you get some people that are like, group exercise is the best. Everyone should group do group exercise. But essentially, everyone just needs to find something that they really enjoy. So that they yeah. keep going back because it's not gonna it's yeah. not like a two-week fix, it's not a month fix, it's not even like six months fix. Like it's yeah. keeping it long term, being consistent, and over time the results will speak for themselves. So you just have to trust the process. Um, yes. but you can't do that if you don't enjoy what you're doing. No. You've got want- and if you're going in from a place of I'm doing this because I hate myself and I need to change. Yeah. Like it just is not, it's this worst starting place. Yeah. And also, for, and, and for some people, it's not going to be CrossFit. For some people, it's going to be like walking or swimming or lacrosse. Lacrosse, yeah. Have you ever done that? You've been, you've been, in, you've done every other thing. I've thing. never done lacrosse. No. We're not harsh enough, Nick, to have done lacrosse. I remember seeing the lacrosse team at university with their like stick things. <laughs> on their back yeah. and being like that looks really cool that looks I remember fun. seeing them I'm from the countryside in Dorset and I remember seeing them when I got to uni and being like oh I think that must be the stuff for lacrosse they're probably all French <laughs> but they weren't French they were just from posh schools <laughs> <laughs> yeah well I don't know about you but did you ever read like The Naughtiest Girl at School no oh there was like this series of books and they all went to boarding right. school and they all played lacrosse and it just, it just made me think of that. Nice. Um, one thing I love is how um, we had a chat recently in a PT session where you were like, you're so candid about um, the ways you, the way, the different ways you have to eat according to what sport you're doing at the time. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to know more than that. Cause I don't, I mean, I've spoken to so many people on this podcast from like MPs to chefs to all sorts, but I rarely get to talk to like athletes. And I'd love to know like what type of, all the different types of athletes you've been, to what you're doing now which is insanely amazing weightlifting um what have all those different types of athleticism meant for the types of eating that you've had to do to like peak in each of those things and um and also I definitely want to talk about diabetes as well because um I think there's a lot of myths out there aren't there there are a lot yeah He's probably had to answer that question so many times, but yeah. I just think it's really, it's just really important. Yeah, I think, actually. It's a good I think thing so many people are like, yeah, yeah. So, so let's do the sports you've done first. Okay. Because also, I think there's a lot of myths about that. Like, people think you have to have 18 steaks a day and four eggs and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. So, I was, so I don't think university counts because I didn't really eat to fuel that. I did quite a bit of drinking instead. <laughs> okay. So okay. after that, it was some marathons and triathlons. Wow. Yeah. Um, so people think I don't run because I'm a weightlifter now. Everyone's like, oh, Nick's rubbish at running. She doesn't run. I just don't train to run anymore. Um, yeah. When I was training to run, I was actually pretty good at it. 
funnily enough. Yeah. Um, so with that, I was eating a lot um, mm-hmm. in comparison to what a lot of people think they should be eating anyway. Um, right. Mainly because like long runs, you need the fuel. So I was eating like a lot of yeah. carbs during training sessions mm-hmm. as well. I was always having sweets on me, um, things yes. like that. So I think the, actually, if you look at a photo of me then in comparison to now, I looked like a runner. Like I was a lot right. slimmer. Like a bean pole. Yeah, like a bean, bean pole. Right. Yeah, basically. A long distance runner. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when I moved into CrossFit, I put on quite a lot of muscle mass. Um, yeah. Which was great. <laughs> so cool. Yes. Because, um, yeah, when I started, I was like, honestly, I think I was snatching like the empty barbell being like, oh, this is heavy. I remember back squatting 60 kilos and being like, that's amazing. Oh my God, I just hit 60 kilo back squat for one rep. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was like incredible. Um, It was though. It was was because you'd never done it before. Yeah. So I didn't, when I first started CrossFit, I wasn't thinking too much about what I ate. Um, mm-hmm. I was just eating when I was hungry, not really thinking about it. And then I started to get pretty good at CrossFit, um, but my gymnastics wasn't that great. So I was like, mm-hmm. right, I need to drop a little bit of weight in order to just make pull-ups a bit easier, uh, like muscle-ups a bit easier, things like that. Um, yeah. So I dropped my weight down a little bit, but my focus was never on trying to lose weight to have a six pack or whatever. But right, the right, focus right. was, I want to be able to link eight bar muscle ups together. So in order, yeah. in order to do Whoa. that. Eight bar muscle ups, <laughs> that's all right. I all right. Um, that's amazing. So in order to do that, I had to be a bit lighter. Yeah. So the bar muscle ups were the focus. I suppose it's literally just a case of there's less of you to throw, exactly. to throw around. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the same time, I didn't want to lose strength or anything. So it yeah. was quite a gradual process. So, and there's a window, I imagine. Oh, it's a gradual process, of course. Yeah. And um, and there's probably, and is there a window of like tipping point in that where you, is there, is there an amount of getting lighter that you do where inevitably then that will affect your, your, your strength? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, eventually. You don't want to take it too far. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, I kind of knew where I wanted to be, so work for that. Um, mm. And then weightlifting, it was a case of just eating a lot of food. Yeah, I, mean, I think that might be why I love it, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I think like CrossFit and weightlifting, you always, you need to eat more than people assume you do. You do, do need fuel. Like honestly, yeah. the amount, I don't know if you found it, but like it generally the first few weeks when people first start CrossFit, they go and do a session, they come home and they fall asleep on the sofa because their yeah. body... I'm so glad you said that. Yeah, their body is just exhausted. They're just not used... It's ravaged your central nervous system. Like, as, And I think most people in, a, in 
yeah in our, in, our, in your gym in our gym uh, have come from a different like, what I love about it as well I mean we've, what we've ended up doing here is a big ass advert for CrossFit it, is. But it's, it feels like it's a great um, it's a great unifier in the sense that there's there's um, people there from dance backgrounds running backgrounds mm. a, a bunch of women from weightlifting backgrounds yeah, like me but it just before. seems yeah and then there's people who've never done anything mm-hmm. and there's people you know who've never been in a gym before yeah um and that's i mean that's extraordinary isn't it actually? yeah it's pretty but, incredible um, what i love is you can have like just such like so many different people so you've got like the builder can be training next to the surgeon that can be training yeah. next to single mum that can be training next to, you know, yeah. a total variety of people that probably wouldn't actually mix in real life. Like no. you just wouldn't cross paths. But then when no, you're all really in the gym cool. training together, there's something pretty cool about that. And also the fact you can have someone that's like an ex-professional athlete doing the mm. same workout as someone who's never trained before but the person yeah, that's just, not trained before has just adapted the movements and scaled it scaled down. the movements yeah so yeah like, that's really cool yes. it's really cool but i I'm, I'm really glad that you said that for the first it definitely is around a fortnight it might have even been a bit longer i was exhausted in a way where actually at one point i think it's I think gigs were happening then and I had to be like, oh, I think for a week, for another week or so, I need to not do uh, a specifically a CrossFit class the same day I've got a gig that night I because I could, my brain special. wouldn't work. F- from about three o'clock, I'd be like, just totally wrecked. Yeah. But all, and also starving, yeah. like so hungry, like PMT hungry all the time. Um, and I just, had to, I just had to keep saying to myself, well, it's going to, and also I was lucky because I have a friend, Susie, who had already been doing it for ages. And she was like, oh, that she, I, mem- I kept remember her saying to me, but how great to feel afterwards. I was like, not great yet. But um, I just had to sort of like, you know, remember that actually give it a few weeks. You're just going to get fitter. Mm. Like you have to get like this. No one would do it if, if it was like if it wiped you out like that forever. Yeah. And it's not the case that like you get fitter and then the, the, the stuff gets harder as you get fitter. Yeah. But ultimately your body just adapts doing that regularly having that done to yeah. it and i think um, that's the other thing like and it is addictive mm. it's really addictive also like the, the endorphins side of it yeah so like, especially our one <laughs> yeah. i think in the countryside i've got friends who've done crossfit incredibly brilliant athletic friends who've done crossfit in the countryside and i think the ones there where obviously most people will have traveled for at least half an hour in a car to get to them those boxes can be quite cliquey right. I think, sometimes so she was like oh sometimes a bit cliquey but and i was like no, i think this one will be and it, it is no it's good isn't it yeah yeah we've got a really sociable bunch yeah, and a right, just like you said, like such a magical hodgepodge. Yeah, um, of people. And um, right, let's talk about di- like being diabetic and eating. Oh, yeah. And yeah, what has that meant? And have you always had diabetes? And what does it mean? I think a lot of people. My mum's also diabetic. I think a lot of people think, oh, people with diabetes can't have any sugar. Mm. Um, and it's like, mm, isn't it? I mean, no, no. So that's rubbish. Yeah. So. I'm trying Biscoff on an oat cake, by the way. Oh, I give it a five it out of ten. It, yeah, I um it was better just straight off the spoon. Yeah, plain oat cakes are a bit um cardboardy, aren't they? Yeah, I should maybe I should have done a layer of butter. 
in between, but that might feels a bit, a bit much. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, I'm getting through it. I'm just getting through yeah. it. <laughs> Takes a while to swallow. Mmm, delicious. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment. You can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Anyway, diabetes. <laughs> sorry. Yes, um, sorry. So I was diagnosed when I was 17. So I was right. quite old, actually. Um, and I mm. just remember feeling awful for about a year beforehand, I reckon. Um, oh, yeah, and they reckoned that my pancreas was just switching on and off at that point. <gasps> so when I was going to have a test, it might switch on. So it wasn't coming up in blood tests or anything. Um, but then it would have its times where it switched back off and I'd feel terrible. Um, so yeah, I was diagnosed when I was 17. Um, and I just remember being relieved that eventually I knew that there was something wrong with me. Because I was starting to wonder yeah. if it was all in my head. Um, oh, love. Yeah, like, I didn't know what was going on. Um, so when I was diagnosed, I was like, oh, okay, I know what it is now. Um, mm-hmm. But so we can eat whatever we want, as long as mm-hmm. we know how much insulin to inject for it. So right. most people would look at my banana biscoff toasty and be like, oh, that's a nice banana biscoff toasty toasty whereas i'm like okay so there's 30 grams of carbs in the bread probably 20 grams in the banana maybe like another five in the biscoff so we're looking at about six units of insulin for that and that's kind of the calculation you do with everything that you have okay yeah so sometimes it's a bit of a guessing game so if you've got like a pizza Mm -hmm. I'm trying to yeah. work out how many carbs are in this, you know. Yeah. You, you just have to guess at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Which isn't ideal, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, generally we can eat anything. So, like a chocolate bar, we mm-hmm. can eat a chocolate bar. Um, generally, it tends to say on the back of a packet anyway how many carbs are in there. So, it's not an issue. Yeah. So as long mm-hmm. as we're aware of what's in it and how much to insulin for it, 
then it's okay. Well, it's fascinating. And yeah. that's to do with, it's not the carb per se, is it? It's the sugar, the type of sugar release. Well, that as well, that as well. So like, if... Or glycemic index or something, my mum's always talking yeah, about. Yeah, so like a chocolate bar, there's fat in chocolate. Yeah. So that's going to be slow releasing. Delicious. So okay. if I was to insulin for that straight away that might mm-hmm. insulin might take effect before the sugar's been released into the body, in which case my bloods right. are going to go low and then they're going to go really high. So you have to delay the insulin a little bit to take that into effect. There's a lot to it. It's all very complicated. It is so complicated. Yeah. And is there, um, it does the type of exercise that you do impact your insulin yeah. for everyone as well. So does that need accounting for? Yeah, so if I do one rep max back squat so i'm just lifting heavy then that yeah. takes my blood sugars up because wow. that's just like the adrenaline everything from that has an effect um whereas if i'm going for a 20 minute run then i know my blood sugars are just going to drop 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 in which case i need yeah. to take jelly babies with me eat yeah. some jelly babies as i'm running yeah um, yeah so it definitely has an effect. Um, but a lot of people think that it's just like, you know, as long as you insulin for what you're eating, then it's fine and you can keep it stable. Mm. But actually it's like exercise affects it, how much sleep you've had affects it. Is it really cold outside? Is it really hot outside? Um, are you stressed, nervous about something? Yeah. Like all of that has an effect on what your blood sugars are doing. It's a hell of a lot of admin, isn't it? By the it's a lot of, it. of admin. And, yeah. and education in terms of like the amount, the amount like you have to know yeah. outside of for work anyway, about nutrition and yourself yeah. and that like connection to your, I suppose, to be honest, like I, I think um, I'm a big advocate for um a type of eating called intuitive eating generally yeah. because all it really means in its base form is you should have what makes you feel good yeah. essentially but it's about like just have what you like if you connect anything more complicated than that to what you're eating um you get into it some kinds of pickles mm-hmm. and it means essentially having a connection to your to how to to and I think it's lots of people's ways out of disordered eating as well is finding intuitive eating and really mm-hmm. doing it and, and and it's like it's about connecting what you eat to how you then feel mm-hmm. and it feels like eating with diabetes is that times a million whether you like it or not yeah I mean like the awareness you must have of like outside of like getting an alarm go off to say your sugars are up or down is like it's, a t- it's intense, isn't yeah. it? It's like a big, it's, big connection to your yeah, body. Yeah, it's kind basically. of both Your ways mind and body. Because you've got, mm. you have to have a real awareness of how you're feeling all the time. So I know that if my heart rate goes up, starts beating quicker, if I start to feel a bit shaky or if I start to feel like I'm not quite in the room, even though I am, then I know that my bloods are going low. So you're constantly checking in with how you're feeling. But then... I think it's something like if you're diabetic, you're twice as likely to have disordered eating because everything that you eat, you're accounting for. So you're attaching a number to everything that you eat, um, which isn't healthy either. But it's the only way that, you know, we don't really have a choice in the matter. 
Um, yeah. So it's kind of both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, it is. It's so it's so interesting to talk to people who have no choice essentially but to count carbs. Yeah. It on a podcast where the main message is free yourself <laughs> from that obsession where you don't get a choice. Yeah. Actually, yeah. It's, it's quite like ah. Yeah. It's quite messed but up. You've made your peace with it. Yeah. Like, and I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's that sort yeah. of thing where like I <laughs> I hear a lot of people say some stuff and I'm like, oh one is like, oh, I could never inject myself um with insulin. Mm. Like I could never inject myself with a needle. And I'm like, yeah, but if you were gonna die, you'd do it, wouldn't you? And yeah, like, um, 100% and like, oh, you'd yeah, do it. Yeah, I guess so, I would. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> yeah, quite a naive thing to say, really, mate. Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. like you've got well, My granddad, in my family, we've got, um, it's like, I think it's called a type one and a half. And I don't, I'm like an arsehole, don't really understand enough. But um, my granddad had it and my mum has it. And I mean... We all have to wait till our fifties to find out who in my generation gets it. But who knows? It might, it might be me. But um, it's a, it's a, it's been amazingly inspiring to watch how uh, um, how the treatment of it and the awareness of it has, has improved massively. Mm. I like, in the sense that my granddad went blind because it just wasn't managed well enough. And he did have to inject himself. I remember seeing them in the fridge. His needles were like huge with these great big orange caps on. Yeah. And he had to like get like the needle from a from a, from a a Tom and Jerry cartoon into his leg. Whereas mum has like- The cartridge one. It just looks like a pen. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm not saying it's not a ball ache. She's like, oh, you know, the bits she puts in regularly hurt a lot and stuff yeah. like that. But then the big one overnight and, but I don't know. Like, it has really, the technology really for the treatment. Forward. Like I remember when I was Seriously, first yeah. diagnosed, it was a needle thing. Well, really, yeah. And but then really quickly it changed to the pen. So I used the pen, yeah. and then pretty much straight after that, I think I was at university on the rowing team, and I was having a nightmare with my blood sugars. Like, mm. so I was in the rowing boat. And as soon as I started rowing, my blood sugars would go low because of Oh God, and you can't, you've got both hands busy so you can't get a jelly so bean I'm in. I'm going, okay, we've got to stop so I can drink this Lucasade. I'm drinking yeah. about a bottle and a half of Lucasade in this boat. And I'm like- Can you wait yourself oh, into the boat at least? Then I'm like, oh my God, I really need a wee. And I'm stuck in the middle of the river on this boat. And it, it did get really bad one day. I had to- um, I was like, look, you're just going to have to pull this boat over to the side. <laughs> they were like, really? I was like, yes, I'm going to wet myself. This was before a race. And they pulled over to the side and I like ran out, went behind a tree and then came back into the boat. <laughs> so that, that was the problem. So, and then yeah. I moved to an insulin pump and it was a lot easier to okay. manage um, purely because I couldn't deal with the fact of desperately needing a wee after drinking a bottle and a half of Lucasade every time I was on a boat. Yeah. Um, so it has come for, it has definitely moved forward. And then you've got the CGM now, which is continuous glucose monitor. So it alarms, oh, wow. when, alarms when my blood sugars are going high and it alarms when my blood sugars go low. So Amazing. it gives you time to kind of adapt to it. 
So like if I know my yeah. blood sugars are dropping, I've got time to have some jelly babies before they get too low. And same thing yeah. if I'm going high, then I've got time to take some yeah. insulin before they go too high. Yes. Next step. yes, please, good technology. Next step, they need to get the CGM to communicate with the pump. So that it'll do it all for <gasps> And then it'll you. just do it. Yeah, that'd be great. And they can level it all out for I you. I know. That's oh, what we want. I mean, on a selfish note, I really hope they get that sorted in the next sort of 15 to 20 years because that's when I'm in my 50s. Yeah, there we go. And. Say <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. scrum <laughs> diddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. I'm going to ask you some general questions about eating okay. that I always ask on this podcast because we've this has been too fun just talking about general I things. I was going to take some apple or food. Um, yeah, no, fair enough. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm, I definitely don't want another oat cake. That was a dick move on my part. I, I, the Biscoff goes so nicely with coffee, and I finished my Ooh, coffee. Yeah. I'll, I'll taste it with water. I've got water. <laughs> Try it with all the drinks. <laughs> um, I've got a new question. New year, new question. Has there ever been a food that you've been scared of? Scared of? Ooh. I've got like a phobia of a food. Or ever known anyone that had like a phobia of a food or a fear of a food? I used to tempt with a lady whose sister was scared of or of fruit. Like all fruit? And um. Yeah, what? and she used to th- um, chase her, chase her around, and throw oranges at her. Did you? I don't know. Like, did you know that dogs are scared of uh, lemons? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's the smell. So you cut a lemon in half. I'm sure it's lemons. You chew it, and you. Okay. You've got um, these people like showing lemons to the dog, and the dog like runs away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the stuff. Yeah. This is the stuff of gold. This is why I started this podcast, yeah. Nick. Um, I All that stuff about... I don't think I've had a phobia of food. No, me neither. What about eating growing up? Were you a fussy kid or did you... Were you what, what was eating like growing so, up? Did you get into cooking? Are you into cooking? No, I'm not a cooker. <laughs> like, I will cook, but it's all that is... You know those people that season stuff? They're like, oh, I had a bit of this, I had a bit of this. Yeah, mess, I'm one Are of them. Are you? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm very plain. <laughs> Are <Yeah>. you? So. <laughs> it's a funny thing to admit. I'm, I'm very plain. I don't <laughs> Just with cocoa, not generally. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. <laughs> um, no, I was someone who I loved food. But I didn't. I didn't like vegetables. I so I was picky, uh-huh. but right. I ate a lot of probably what I shouldn't have eaten a lot of. Right, just stuff without vegetables yeah, in. Yeah, no vegetables. Um, <laughs> yeah, but do you like vegetables now? Did you just grow into liking vegetables? I don't like. Or did you force them. yourself to like vegetables? You still don't no, like I, them. But I will. You just get I them down. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not like, and it's not like, uh, 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 you, yeah, you can I enjoy, enjoy them, them. In, a con- in a nice context. Can you enjoy yeah. them? And, um, Great. you know, if you're like my mum who, you know, she seasons some stuff, unlike me, <laughs> then the broccoli can taste quite nice. Yeah. 
I really love, I love, um, I always, I was like, I can take or leave broccoli. I'll put it away when it was acquired. And then some years ago, um, everybody started roasting broccoli and that changed the game for me. That is so delicious compared to like, I feel like growing up was all boiled yeah. broccoli. Boiled It everything. was all like soft and squilchy yeah. and gross. And now everything's roasted basically. And it's yeah. so much nicer. I love roast vegetables. Mm. See, that I do like. <laughs> How do you reckon you'd get on in space then if you only just had like pouches of baby food to eat? If you say you're not that into seasoning, do you reckon you'd be all right there? Just on like, you know, Huel or some shit that didn't really taste of anything. It's just fuel. I'll be okay. Would yeah, you? I think I oh. could do that. Wow. I mean, that is so impressive to me. I, I would lose my mind. Because I think, yeah, I could just eat food for fuel. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Do you think a lot of people that um, that end up Ooh. as sports people have that? <laughs> Don't drop the biscuit. Don't off. Drop my sock. Um, do you, I think that I think it lends itself well to a life as an athlete. I that, think it does. That being able to see food as fuel. Yeah, because essentially, because if you're someone who's like, I want this to taste like this, and I miss the flavour of that and the smell of that, then um, you just I don't know. Yeah. It's harder to, yeah. Food is, food, food is basically fuel, right? Oh, it's so much more than fuel. <laughs> it, but yes, it can I mean, be. It Technically, right on paper, bring us, bring, like, it's, when it's a matter of life or death, it's 100% fuel. In fact, that is absolutely, I mean, it's just a fundamental truth, isn't yeah. it? There's no arguing with the fact that food is fuel. Yeah. And um, there's nothing wrong with a bit of extra fuel. Oh, nothing wrong with a bit of extra fuel. It's the winter. Um, have you ever had a fight about food or a food fight? Oh, I probably With a sibling both. or so both? I get, I get really upset when I'm hungry. Like, you know, people get angry. I just get yeah. very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a word for it. So it's hangry, isn't it? So maybe it's upset. like had... Upset. <laughs> I get upset. <laughs> Hashtag upset. I love yeah. that. That's brilliant. Yeah, very nice. Honestly, I just end up um, in tears when I'm really, really hungry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love. I, I'd be much better. I'd be better company if I went to tears instead of. Um, I get irritable. I'm not quite angry, but just a little bit snippy. Yeah. What really um, stresses me. So um, I met my friend John this morning. We just like walked in for, to get takeaway coffee. And I had a very set plan in my head. I was like, right, I'm going to coach this class. And then I'm going to meet him for coffee. By the time we get coffee, I can come back. I can eat my food. That's my day sorted. Fine. He was 25 minutes late, oh, which no. meant that when we got back from coffee, I wasn't going to have time to eat, but I'm waiting like 15 minutes. And I'm like, right, it's going to be late. And I'm like, he's not going to be half an hour late. So we're probably like 20 minutes late, which gives me five minutes. So I'm not going to be able to eat my breakfast now. So what am I going to do? So I ended up just having like a Trek bar. Um, oh, and then no. he got here and I was like, you've messed up my whole day. Because I had yeah, a so then you had a really eggy walk of when I was going to eat, <laughs> and now you're late. You've messed up my plan, and I don't know when I'm going to eat. That stresses me out. I told him that as well. Yeah. Well, 
It sounds really stressful. He's your biggest fan. From one very organised woman to another, I hear your pain. It's not one job. Turn up on time. Hangover. Not that I know you're a fitness person who probably doesn't have hangovers very often, but back in the day when you did, uh, what would be your go-to thing to eat with a hangover to help it? Oh, so I'll always have a banana. Very good. And, and loads of peanut butter on toast. Yeah. Yummy, yummy. Yeah, we went through the phase of McDonald's breakfast, but realised that actually <sighs> makes us feel 10 times worse than the peanut butter on toast. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Peanut butter on toast. Yeah. But I remember being at university and we were like, if we get the chips after a night out, we won't be as badly yeah. hungover in the morning. So we always That's true. You make chips. you make all sorts of like I you make all sorts of weird logic calls that are probably based in no science at all about absorbing the booze, yeah. don't you? In those late night food decisions. You're like, just get just get the food equivalent of sponges. Yeah. Just get yeah. chips, like pitta, <laughs> like yeah, just soak it up, all that chat. And you're like, I'm not sure it's doing anything <laughs> at that stage. And then I think the damage is done, lads. You, you can drink eighteen pints of water, might give you a helping hand, but that's probably about it. Um uh, if there's no other option, would you eat a person? <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I have to kill them? Um, it's up to you. I've left the question open on purpose. So your answer can be, um, no, I wouldn't kill them. But if they were already like dead and or cooked. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes even asking the question freaks yeah. me out. But I've been fascinated by people's answers. So. I would, because you want to survive, right? Yeah. Everyone, am I a terrible person for saying that? No, human No, that's what the vast majority of people... want to survive. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think I could kill yeah. them. Um, yeah. Do you think you could kill an animal if you had to in the wild to survive, to eat? I'm pretty confident I could. See, I... But I don't know about killing a person. I think I could kill an animal, but I think I'd cry the whole time I was doing it and like squeal. Oh yeah. I'd be like, <laughs> and, and I'd have to shut my eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I, the more I talk about it, the more I think I think there's some people I'd be happier to kill than most animals. <laughs> it's just about I. Th- it's yeah. Oh god. I mean I've had you don't you don't need to feel bad. I think the vast majority of people have said yes. The vast majority of people. Has anyone um, said that they killed them? Yeah, and I've had I have had um the an amazing musical uh comedy double act called Flo and Joan on. Um and they talked me through in detail how they'd butcher them. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got dark little hearts. <laughs> no, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Twenty twenty one wakes up ready to start existing, but it looks at twenty twenty and it refuses to. It says it won't even get out of bed and we have to stay in this shitty year forever. It's horrific. Humans and beasts alike all kick off, Nick. And then luckily, twenty twenty one decides it will be up to it and it will exist so we can have a fresh start in a new year, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, 
carry two lions all the way to Anglesey and back again in just half a day. And the only breaks you're allowed are if you ride the lions and they're bumpy and keep trying to throw you off. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. Your reward is the adulation of all people for... Of, for all time for saving us from being trapped in the year 2020 but your reward in the moment and bearing in mind you are the happiest and the hungriest it's possible to be is the feast of your dreams um so basically this is like the opposite of a last meal it's like what would the feast of your dreams be mm. if like it's this fantasy nothing has to be possible nothing has to be um ethical no consequences i don't give a shit about consequences there's no diabetes there's no animal rights <laughs> there's nothing like it's just the, the, the food of the food and drink of your dreams i want to know what you'd eat what you drink and if there's a who with and where who with and where um, and in all of these examples that i give people in the run-up to this i give them like a type of exertion from like making 20 hundred beds to whatever but for yours i was like oh my god i'm gonna have to think of something really hard to do because you've already run ultra marathons <laughs> So that's that, why I like, came up with all the... That sounds like a great challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couple of lions. Yeah. I was like, you can do good. it. <laughs> it's mad they haven't got lions in the CrossFit Games. Give it another 10 years. Know, it's it's getting more and more Hunger Games, isn't it? They will yeah. have live animals. Yeah. Sorry. What would so the feast of your dreams feast? be? Is <laughs> the question. Okay. So I would have... Can we, like, go through the whole process? Yes, please. So I'd start off with loads of hummus. Mm. Loads of hummus. But you know in Nando's when it comes with the... Have you got the hummus from Nando's before with the peri-peri sauce? Yeah, I love it. So I would have that with... Oh, God, I can't wait till Nando's is back open. Sorry, yeah. Deliveroo. Deliveroo Nando's. (gasps) I hadn't even thought of that. Oh my god! Okay, I mean, we're talking on New Year's Day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. I've not been having Nando's. (gasps) What? What? Okay, right. Okay, so Nando's peri peri sauce with hummus. Yeah. Um, with pita, warmed up though, like properly toasted. Mm. Um, I'd have that, and then I would have. I need to get some peanut butter in there, but I don't know where to put it in because it seems weird to have hummus. Just have it with a spoon butter. if you want. This is your. This is the fantasy meal of your. Yeah, it's fantasy. French stick with marmite peanut butter, and then there's some more French stick with actual peanut butter and jam mixed together. Very good. Um, <laughs> yes. And then my meal would be. This sounds really bad because I'm meant to be pescatarian. But steak, steak. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With sweet potato fries and some kind of sauce or something. Some tasty mm. sauce. Peppercorn one? Yeah. Or like a... Yeah, ketchup for the chips yeah. as well. Yeah. Yep. And then... Right. Dessert... I would have loads of profiteroles and I'd have um, (laughs) 
Loads more chocolate. And I was going to say ice yeah. cream, but not really for ice cream. Um, strawberries as well. I like strawberries. Mm. I like the idea of strawberries and profiteroles. Have the profiteroles no, got like cream separate. in and chocolate on, like tiny eclair? Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you can't sorry. mix the fruit with the chocolate because I find that a bit weird. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so profiteroles <laughs> separate, eat all those. Have you seen those stories. fountains people have, like of liquid chocolate that you're meant to dip a strawberry yeah. in? Does that, you're no. not into that? So I like the, um, <laughs> I just, no, I can't get my head, for, I'll drink the chocolate on its own. And then I'd eat the okay. fruit on its own. Okay. Separate. Lovely. Not mixed together. Okay. Okay. I hear. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you having to drink with this? Oh. No consequences. Oh. I would have, it would have to be some form of cocktail. Probably Yum. gin cocktail with elderflower. Mm. Yum. Or... Yeah, probably elderflower, gin, mixed with something else. Glorious. With a fancy straw. Glorious. Lush. Yeah. On the beach. Um... By the sea. On the beach. Oh, you asked my yes. location, right? Definitely by the sea. Yeah, I did. On the beach, oh, getting a tan. Yes. I love the idea of you being like sunbathing on a beach. Eating steak. And while someone brings you French steak and French stick with Marmite. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's ever had French stick with Marmite by the sea. No. And that's, it sounds great, that's why this, this brilliant, the brilliant answer. Yeah. Glorious. Um, magical. Thank you so much, mate. Thank you. What a belting guest. And what a way to kick 2021 off um, over the moon. Uh, I think Nicola's amazing. She's on Instagram as uh, Nick Stiddard Lifts, N-I-C-S-T-I-D-D-A-R-D Lifts. Prepare to have your blooming mind blown by how insanely strong she is um, and how easy she makes weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting look. Also, uh, follow her whole actual gym on the internet. Why don't you? It's uh, CrossFit Catford on the Instagrams. Um, it might be where I train. Um, if you are locals of Catford or South East London and want to actually have a pop at uh, CrossFit, uh, I like it, uh, go to CrossFitCatford.com and get on the waiting list. Uh, and I've genuinely never been in a friendlier, more inclusive and um, there's no mirrors. It's a less, it's just the best, it's just a very lovely gym. Um, as ever, links to everything I've just said there are in the podcast notes. Um, also, I really loved it when Nicola coined the phrase um, "hupset" instead of hangry. So I reckon we could get that going as a hashtag, don't you? It would make me very tickled and very smug if we did. Want to try Oddbox, some wonky fruit and veg, although it seems to be absolutely nothing wrong with it ever. You can get a tenner off your first box um, if you use a link that's in my podcast notes or in the Twitter bio if you're following at the hoovering pod follow the podcast on there it makes it only a few quid for a box which is very cool um feel free to support the podcast with lovely reviews recommendations or with cold hard wedge uh either on a cast supporter to bung it a one-off amount of pennies or on patreon links 
to those as well also in the podcast notes follow me if you'd like to at Jessica Foster Q uh, anything longer than a tweet to send me as ever I'd love to hear from you and you can email me through my website jessicafosterq.com that's also where I will be keeping my gig list up to date um, including online gigs and hopefully for when it's allowed um, rescheduled tour shows huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway until next week happy hoovering hi I'm Daniel founder of Pretty Litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy so I created Pretty Litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.